And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 148, I think, of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa, and it's been about a minute, hasn't it? Uh, You know what happens, I get here and podcasting seems to go out the window because there is so much going on and so much that I do while I'm here that by the time it comes to the evening when I usually podcast, um... When it's finally quiet, I'm exhausted. So, as I said on my last one, I was going to try and do it in the afternoon, which hasn't really been working out either. Um, So now we're kind of going to just do it when I'm sitting down and I'm at the computer and nobody's around and it's quiet and boom, like I am now as I drink my coffee. So, first podcast of the new year, it is 2024, yay, I guess, I don't know, it's only uh, 10 days into the new year, so um, nothing drastically, well, okay, so nothing drastically to any to the world has gone wrong. Um, my beloved Odie, uh, you've heard me talk about him, um, he was 14 years old, and my ex... And no, I'm not at Niagara Falls. I'm actually doing laundry. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I have to do. Um, so, he was 14. And um, he he was struggling. Um, he was having... He couldn't get up and walk anymore. They had to bring him food and water. When my ex and I split up, I left him with my ex because that was the only home Odie had ever known. And where I was going to live, they already had dogs. They weren't dog friendly. Uh, Like these dogs were not other dog friendly. So I couldn't take him with me. So I left him there. And then the apartment I moved into... um, says no perts. I'm going to assume they mean no pets, but I don't buy pert shampoo either. So I couldn't take him there and I wouldn't have him in an apartment. He's used to me just opening the back door and out he goes, does his business and then comes back in. Um, he wouldn't know how to go to the door, let me know he needs to go out or pee and poop on walks. It's not something he was used to. So I left him. and. He um, declined rapidly in the last three years. Um, so, he, like I said, he could no longer walk. They were bringing him food. They were bringing him water. And they were basically cleaning up after him after he would soil himself, which he had been doing for a while, apparently. So, um, my ex said he, he rang in midnight. He was awake for midnight. And then everybody went to bed. And then when my ex came down and nudged him in the morning, um, he was gone. 
So he got to see the new year. He got to hear the fireworks, which never really freaked him out. He just thought they were interesting. He would just cock his head and prick his ears up and listen. Um, we would watch them on TV and he would kind of watch these little exploding lights and, you know, do his thing. But, uh, yeah, so he passed away. And my ex did um, get me a little container of his ashes that I will have with me. So it's sad. He he was a good dog. He was he was an amazing dog. <laughs> I hardly I don't know. It was like we were in tune with each other. Like he just knew what I wanted. Um, he did have his accidents at night. He would pee at the back door. Um, he had the ha the bladder the size of a hamster. And he would sleep with me on the bed until he couldn't get up on the bed. He was about 9 or 10 when he stopped being able to jump up on the bed. Now, my bed was fairly high, so it was hard for him. And he was an odd dog, uh, hence the name Odie. That, and he would take random naps like Garfield. We couldn't name him Garfield because he wasn't a cat. He was a dog. So... Um, he would sleep with me, and he had his own pillow. He had his own side of the bed, because my ex and I didn't sleep in the same bed. We didn't even sleep on the same floor. Um, so he would sleep on his own side of the bed. He'd have his own pillow, and I would cover him up with a blanket on the cold nights. He would snuggle into me. like He had to be back-to-back -back with me. It'd be as close as humanly possible. And then I would get into bed, and I would eat my popcorn while I watched my shows, and, you know, one, three for me, one for him, five for me, one for him. And if I forgot, <laughs> he'd take his paw and tap me with his paw. And then we got Keith, we got CJ, the, the popcorn stealing cat. So, um, he, uh, uh, so I was just, something caught my eye. Um, CJ would snitch popcorn out of the bowl and feed it to the dog. It's very strange. But when we first got him, um, I put him on his leash and I walked him the perimeter of the backyard. So every time I took him out to pee or to poo, I would walk him the perimeter of the backyard on the leash. And eventually I was able to remove the leash and he knew his boundary. He knew the perimeter that he was allowed to go. And my tree-killing neighbors were constantly cutting down trees. and The back neighbors were adding fences and removing fences. And he never went anywhere. Their dogs came into my yard all the time. And uh, I flat out told them, you know, my dog is a pacifist. He is not a violent dog. He is not an aggressive dog. He is a very timid dog. So if your dogs come into my yard and traumatize my, my dog... It won't be my dog. You're going to have to worry about hurting your dogs. <laughs> so they uh, made sure they kept their dogs out of my yard. Um, when I would walk, when I would take him for a walk, I would put him on his leash, as was the law. And I didn't, you know, he could just get a random hair up his butt and off he'd go. Not that he ever did, but you never know. So I put a leash on him, but basically the leash dragged on the ground because he never left my side. He would walk right beside me, no matter where I went. I moved, he moved. If I went to the left, he went to the left with me. It was so synchronized. It was beautiful. He was such a good boy. But uh, 
yeah, like I said, he was 14. He was having serious health issues. And I think my ex was having a hard time letting go. Um, he should have been released from his pain, from his, his, he had no quality of life and he should have been, um, set free a long time ago. And my ex just couldn't do it. So Odie made the choice for him. Decided this is it. I'm done. I'm out. So that's how I started my new year. My new year's day. I woke up to that message. Um, and I cried. And they say how you, you start your new year is how your new year's going to go. So if that means that the rest of my new year's I'm going to spend in tears, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> so, um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we've got Robert Piatone's book coming out. Um, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's supposed to come out this month. Uh, James Bates, Eye of the Beholder. Uh, Robert P. Tone's book is a chapbook. James Bates is a novella. And his comes out next month in February. Um, and it is a really cute little story. It's got some triggering effects. It's got some deep-seated um, issues that it deals with. But it is a really cute alien, not sci-fi, but not alien not really book. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it without giving the story away. Um, and I do love Jim Bates's writing. I have always loved his writing right from the very first piece that he submitted to the world of myth magazine. I have enjoyed his writing. So it's always such a thrill when his stuff comes along. And then we have Jessica Alexandria. Her book, uh, Murder Society, comes out in March. So now that I'm done Jim's book, um, I've been working on her book off and on. It's an epic novel. It's over 100,000 words. So I have been working on her book off and on for the last couple of months. Um, now that Jim's book is done, I can devote my editing time strictly to her book because I do have a backup editor that is doing um, the other... Oh, that was a notification. Okay, I was waiting for um, the Echoflex to tell me that there was motion detected at the front door. It all depends on how you hear it. It's either a Martian or a homicide detective. <laughs> but, you know. So, yeah, we've got those books coming out. Um, the comic for Free Comic Book Day, the script has been written. Um, and it... <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching this piece come together. Um, I take credit for naming one of the characters. And I love the idea of this comic. It is absolutely hilarious. And it sticks true to form with hero and sidekick and the... Um, the theme of all of the issues <coughs> that we put out. So it looks like we're on track for that one for free comic book day. So look forward, look for that one in May. Um, 
the next season of um, American Smash is well underway. We're now on issue four, I think, being written. Um, issues one through 12, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't have my live studio audience at the moment. But I'm pretty sure issues one through 12 are done. And as you all know, I'm sure from reading uh, the commentary two months ago, we have dissolved the board of directors. And, well, not we. Dave has dissolved the board of directors. And he is back in charge of the company. Um, I am just a lowly editor-in-chief. Um, and all the other positions have been reabsorbed. Everybody is still working Everybody that was on the board is still working. We're still doing stuff. We're still moving forward. The company's moving forward. We just needed to take it in a different direction. So everything is still the same. Dark Myth Publications is still Dark Myth Publications. And I am still at the helm of that. So those of you that have books with us, those of you that have books coming up with us, and those of you that wish to have books with us, I am still here. I'm still doing the work. Um, I've had to revamp our marketing department. Uh, well, there wasn't really a marketing department. I am the marketing department. So um, marketing will begin up again starting at the beginning of next week. So those of you that have um, books that are coming out, those advertisements will start coming out next week. Um, I think that's all that we have on, um, housekeeping for today. I don't know. I didn't get any housekeeping. So, <laughs> um, we're still plugging away with the new format for the magazine and it's the same as it always is with the deadline for submissions. It's the 15th of every month. So for February, let me try that again. For January 24th's issue, the cutoff date for submissions is January 15th. So anything after January 15th will go into um, February's issue. So just keep that in mind. Um, I think that's it for housekeeping. So... I don't really have a plan for this issue or this episode. I I just like, oh, I have to podcast. I haven't podcasted in so long. I made a promise on my last podcast that I was going to start podcasting weekly and I lied. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of sat down, fired it up. I haven't even made it through my first cup of coffee yet. That's what you're, you're having coffee with me. So welcome to Coffee Talk. I used to do a TikTok bit on um not my lupus bits tiktok but my lady luhu tiktok and i used to do this bit called coffee talk and i would discuss things that were upsetting me or give little tidbits of advice um and then um i just i don't know i got bored with it i guess and i kind of veered away from it and stopped doing it Now that I'm here, I'm kind of competing. I, I, I have to 
like I said, I have to pick and choose when I um, do my my podcasting during the week because I can't have a set day anymore because now I'm sharing the recording space with uh, a Twitch streamer. So she had set days and I was working around those set days. Then she changed set days and I wasn't actually podcasting. So any day was a good day for her. Um, and today is early release, so she will be streaming when she gets home from school. So I'm podcasting now because, like I have found out, the podcasting at night doesn't work. This house, remember when I told you at my sister's, the house would shut down at 8 o'clock when the kids would go to bed? Well, this house is no different. Um, the difference being that at my sister's, I would go into my own space, my own room, and then I would podcast quietly. Here, I am sharing said space. So we are talking or we're watching our show or we're hanging out with the older kid while the little kid gets ready for bed. And there's just a lot going on and we're upstairs. So to come back downstairs, set everything up, it's just like, ugh, I don't want to. So... <laughs> Here I am, middle of the day, drinking coffee, talking to you. And it's only been 16 minutes. Wow. So how was your New Year's? Did you do anything special? Did you go to some big fancy party? Did you stay home and eat junk food? Did you go to bed before midnight? What'd you do? Um, my New Year's was pretty much like any other night. Um, I was watching TV and Dave was working on the computer and we were just kind of waiting until midnight so that we could go upstairs and we almost missed it. I happened to, um, look over at my phone at the time and it was two minutes to midnight. So now I'm scrambling to try and find, um, a live countdown somewhere, which we actually did miss. The countdown, we didn't get the countdown to midnight. Um, we were just, I was searching through channels and we're like, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it, oh, crap, it's midnight. Okay, happy new year. <laughs> there was no countdown. It was like, what time is it? It's 12 o'clock. Oh, it's midnight. Okay, happy new year. Um, and then we just went back to what we were doing. And then we went up to bed shortly thereafter. But um, yeah, it was, it was fairly quiet. It was fairly sedate. There wasn't any big party there wasn't any I'm not exactly sure if that washing machine is going to walk its way over here to me or not I had to check um yeah the kids weren't here the girls had gone to Oklahoma to their aunts to um spend a week there after Christmas so yeah it was really it was just kind of a every day you know just another day run-of-the-mill kind of midnight New Year's Eve so so what'd you guys do? Did you guys do anything special? Did you go anywhere? Any big announcements? Um, this New Year's Eve seems to be the the night that our big announcements. I don't know. I guess are. Um, I mean, I have something special in the works that I could have announced on New Year's Eve, but I'm not. And I'm not going to tell you now what it is either. Um, until it is done and it has, um, I have 
done what I said, what I want to do with it. And I have achieved the goal that I have set with it. And then I will announce it. Trust me. Oh, you'll know. It's all I'm going to be talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. With a bunch of holy craps thrown in. So, um, I'm kind of glad to see last year go. The end of last year kind of was sucky. Um, Dave's mom lost her brother. And she's still kind of recuperating from that. It's still kind of rough on her. Um, there were a lot of friends that lost their fur babies that I know of near the end of the year. I lost some friends. Um, and it's just, it was, I don't know, 2023 was just weird. But you know what? I survived it. I lived another year. Here I am to see 2024. And who knows what it's going to bring? Who knows? The year is what you make it. And if I allow myself to get bogged down in the um, why nots and what ifs and why can't it be's, then I'm going to spend the entire year miserable. I need to be in the moment. I need to stop looking forward and concentrate on what's happening now and then just enjoy wherever I happen to be doing whatever I happen to be doing. And get on a schedule. I need to be more uh, disciplined. I lack discipline. I have absolutely no discipline. I suck. At, I'm great at giving it out. I'm suck at disciplining myself. I have absolutely no discipline whatsoever when it comes to me. Um, I can't make a schedule. Um, I'm, I'm right now I'm struggling a little bit with, uh, my restless leg syndrome and insomnia. And when those two things get combined, sleeping is, um, difficult at best. When I do sleep, it's in bits and pieces. So I'm not getting a good solid chunk of sleep. Um, I sleep for a couple hours and then I'm awake. And then I sleep for a couple hours and then I'm awake. And I'm not quite, um, I do dream. So I do descend into REM sleep, but I come right out of it very, very quickly. So I'm not in that solid, deep, restful sleep. I'm somewhere in the middle and I surface very, very quickly. Um, even taking a sleeping pill the other night, I only got, I think four solid hours of just blank sleep where there was no dreaming. There was no surfacing. There was nothing. I slept. Um, but after that, it, I was up, <clears throat> but I, I need to be more disciplined and I need to just push through the lack of sleep and stick to my schedule of getting up in the morning, doing what I need to do, tackling my work list, um, 
and, and going to bed, like putting myself into bed at a certain time, taking my meds at a certain time, um, shutting the TV off, putting the phone down at a certain time so that I can hopefully break the cycle of insomnia because it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It's, it's just seems to be getting worse and I like sleep. I want to sleep. Um, I want to be functional during the day. I want to be able to do things. I want to be able to um, focus. It's really hard to focus when your half your brain is like, oh, 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 I'm tired. Pardon me, I'm a little stuffed up at the moment. <clears throat> um, so I need to make a schedule. I need to stick to the schedule. I need to discipline myself to stick to the schedule. I need to make a plan. I need to enact the plan. But then I'm going to watch the plan go off the rails. And then we are going to enact a new plan. So the new plan is going to be the plan that will work. Because the old plan has already gone off the rails. So, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's really hard when you're an adult. And there's nobody there to say, do this. There's nobody to, there like, when you have a job outside of the home, you have to be at said job at a certain time or you're fired. You have to clock in at a certain time. You're expected to do certain things while you're at said job. Then you clock out and you go home and your time is your own. When you work from home, when you work for yourself, um, and when you do volunteer work, which is what I do a lot of volunteer work, everything I do for the company is volunteer work, um, it's very hard to have that set schedule and discipline yourself because you're your own boss. If you don't do it, nobody's going to yell at you. If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. It'll be there when you decide you're going to do it. So self-discipline is something that I've always, always, always struggled with. I can do things for other people, but doing the things that I'm supposed to be responsible for if nobody's standing over me telling me you need to do this now, I have a very hard time doing. Um, I have a dog trying to get in the kitchen window, but it's all good. It's my dog. His name is Anakin. He's a year old next month. Yep. Anyway. Oh, and you'll hear, you may hear the wind. It's very windy today. That seems to be a thing here, too. Um... But self-discipline is something that I struggle with, and I struggle with it daily, whether it's uh, eating properly, whether it's getting the right amount of sleep, whether it's not binging an entire series of a show and only watching two or three episodes and then turning the TV off, whether it's sitting down and writing the set amount of pages that I need to write, um... Discipline is something I struggle with. So I need to force myself to be more self-disciplined. Um, I have a planner. I got a new planner. I, I need to fill out the new planner. Do you think I've done it? No, here it is the 10th of January. I've had it for about a week. Um... I haven't put anything in it. I put the little stickers on it for the months, but I haven't filled it out. I need to fill it out. I have a script that I'm working on 
that um, we came up with the idea for last week. Uh, and I just wrote the opening scene yesterday. I have a comic that I'm supposed to be doing. That Now, in my defense, I've never written a comic before. I have expressed, emphatically expressed, that I'm struggling with it. That I need help with it. Um, and the help has been less than forthcoming. So that is not entirely my fault. Um, I have a book that I need to be writing. I have books that I need to be editing. Now, the editing part I do do because there are people that are expecting me to do the work and send it to them. Um, but my stuff, like I pay my bills. My bills are always paid on time, like they're supposed to be. I take care of that. I take care of, like, I adult. I take care of my responsibilities. Um, when I'm home by myself, oh, man. Showering on a regular basis, I struggle with. And I'm sure there's some of you out there going, ew, what do you mean you struggle with showering? You have no idea what it's like. And I know there are people out there that are like this. I know that this is all part of um, my brain chemistry because my therapist helped me figure it out. Um, but getting ready, just the thought of getting everything together and making sure that my area is is where I'm going to be showering is set up and I have everything that I need and then getting undressed and having to run the water and turn the water on, make sure the water's the right temperature, make sure my shampoo, my soap and my loofah, like my puff and, and my body, my conditioner, everything is where I can easily grab it. Make sure my towels are easily available. Make sure, you know, if I'm going to listen to music, do I have that set up? Do I have my clothes in there ready to put on? The door cracked so it doesn't get too hot so that I can still breathe. Like all of these things that I need to do is my hair brushed out because, you know, my hair lately seems to want to dread. I get dreadlocks. It's awful. Um, is my hair brushed out? Like even just the thought of having to brush my hair out before my shower exhausts me. Exhausts me. I'm tired before I even start and I don't want to do it. So I don't do it. I find an excuse not to do it. I don't want to. It's too late. I'm too tired. I have this to do. I have that to do. And I don't do it. And I mean, I know the minute I get in there, I'm going to feel the warm water is going to feel great. It's going to take no time at all to wash my hair, brush it out, condition my hair, wash my body. And the music, if I have music going, I'm going to feel awesome because I'm going to be singing. I'm going to be attempting to dance and not fall down. And it'll all be good. It's the getting there that is the problem. It's the struggle to move past everything that I have to do, which isn't really a lot. But in my mind, it is. And it, it exhausts me. And... I struggle with it so I can go days on end without having a shower. I mean, I'm clean. I, I 
will wash my bits and pits and put deodorant on and put clean underwear on and put clean clothes on. Um, but I don't get into a shower. And it's funny because you look at all the things that I do to stay clean and to stay smelling clean when it would just be easier to jump in the shower, soap up, rinse off, get out. But it's never just soap up, rinse off, get out. It's wash your hair, condition your hair, shave your legs, shave your pits, shave other parts that may need to be shaved, wash your face, wash your feet. Yes, wash your feet. Get out, dry off, wrap your hair up, put your clothes on. Like, and it's just, uh, because I think of every single minute step that I have to do. The pretzel I have to bend myself in so I can wash my own butt. You know you're fat when you can't even reach around and wash your own butt. You need a special loofah to wash your butt. Um, and that's something else that I need. I, I need to be. I've never been self-disciplined in exercising ever because I've never needed to be. Um, when I got fat when I was with my ex, it was because I was depressed. I didn't care what I looked like. He didn't care what I looked like. So why should I care what I looked like? Um, and then I started going to the gym. I started going to the Y and I was very self-disciplined. I would go every day. And I started seeing a, a change, which inspired me to keep going. Um, and then I started working at my sister's, helping with the house renovations. And then I started working with um, Kurt, where I was smashing concrete and putting up walls, moving big rocks and big hunks of concrete and, and hammering and, and, you know, emptying, filling up and emptying full wheelbarrows and doing, like all of these manual things, and I looked amazing. I look back on videos and um, pictures of me from, from then, and it, it's funny because even then I thought I was fat, but I had energy to burn. I, you know, I was in the shower every day. I was doing my hair, every like brushing my hair and putting it up in braids or whatever, I was, you know, doing my nails, putting cute little outfits on because I felt good and I looked good. And then I stopped working. And I started becoming very sedentary. And it's very difficult for me when I become sedentary to get out of being sedentary. <laughs> I'm like that, you know. The, the object at rest stays at rest. Yeah. Or the object in motion wants to get back into rest and will stay at rest. Yeah, that's me. Um, and I know all I need to do is clip a leash on that dog and walk it around the block. That's all I need to do to get active. And yet the leash sits there because... I start going through the process again. Okay, now I got to find socks. And then I've got to struggle to bend to get around my fat gut to put my shoes on. And then I got to find my keys. And then I have to run through the debate. Do I want to put my headphones on? 
Do I need to be aware of my surroundings? Do I want to listen to music? Where am I going to put my phone? What pants am I going to wear? Oh, God, I don't have to wear those pants because they have pockets and they're a little snug. So I'm going to have to. And then it's like, you know what? It's not worth it. I get to that. It's not worth it point. And it would be so easy to walk the dog. (laughs) The dog would love me to walk the dog. And I keep saying, let's go walk the dog. And I never make the effort to walk the dog. Um, So I need to start doing that. I need to to at least start with that. Um, And once I'm walking the dog and I'm starting to feel more limber and I'm starting to feel better, then I can go back to doing the workout that I did with my sister. It's like a 10-minute thing on the floor. You don't need any equipment. You don't need any fancy gym. You don't need anything except the floor and yourself. It's basically crunches and leg lifts and push-ups and planks and Superman swimming. That's what I call the one, Superman swimming. Um, I need to start doing that again on a regular basis because I'm going to be 52 years old. I have a heart condition. I cannot be this size. I cannot be overweight and struggling or I'm going to be dead. (laughs) I'm pretty much a walking heart attack. And I don't want that to happen. Um, I want to be around for a few things because I have plans. I want to travel. I have a car. I want to, you know, develop this idea that I'm developing and see if I can't turn it into a, really good side hustle um or a career <laughs> for that matter you know that would be great starting a new career at 52 all right but i need to be self disciplined and i am not i need to hold myself accountable But the thing is, is I need to hold myself accountable to myself. So, speaking of which, here is somebody that I have agreed to um, start a venture with. And they've done all the work. I have done absolutely diddly squat, except say, yeah, that's a good idea. And I fully support that. And woo woo, I'm excited. I have everything here that I need to do the things that I want to do. But do you think I've done them? No, not even maybe, but I have a new character on Hogwarts. Agatha Sassbottom, thank you very much. I love the name. Don't steal it. It's mine. Um, I've discovered a new game that I like called Gods of War, Ragnarok. But I've done. have I done any of the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Psh, no, not even maybe. Um, so I'm hoping that doing this podcast today will restart my... Um, Not necessarily motivation, because I have the motivation. I have the desire. I just don't have the um, oomph to do the things that I want to do. 
I don't have the discipline. I have the desire, I have the motivation, I don't have the discipline. So I'm hoping that doing this podcast um, will give me the motivation. I need to stop using other people's um, foibles, other people's uh, issues as my excuse to not do what I need to do. Um, one of the excuses I've been using is my live studio audience has been unavailable. So I can't podcast without my live studio audience. Well, that's bullshit. I can podcast without my live studio audience. Um, I just know that they're not going to listen to it (laughs) unless they're sitting there listening while I'm doing it live because they don't, they don't have time. There's too much going on. There's too much that they have to do. So I need to move past the fact that they're not going to hear every podcast that I do, whether they want to or not. If they want to listen to it, then that's on them, not me anymore. I have to take that off of me and stop using that as an excuse to not stick to my weekly schedule they're unavailable I need to do it anyway if they want to listen to it that's on them not on me if they miss something exciting they miss something important that I've said again that's on them that's not on me Um, I tend to hold a lot of other people's responsibilities other people's feelings other people's issues um, in my regard I'm not exactly sure if that's the right way to say it, but I won't, I will or won't do something because somebody else may or may not feel this way about it. If that makes sense. I will not do something if I think that somebody else might get mad at me if I do it or they're not going to like it or they're going to be upset or it might hurt their feelings inadvertently and I won't do it. Or I will do something because that's what they want me to do. Might not necessarily be what I want to do, but it's because it's what they want me to do that I'll do it. And I need to stop. I mean, it's good to take into consideration other people's feelings and other people's wants and other people's needs. But I need to stop making them my main priority. And I need to start putting my wants, my needs, and my desires. There's not a lot in that washing machine. I don't know if it's over there cheering for me or if it's going to dance over here and eat me. I mean, I did watch a a, a 15-minute movie called Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. So I'm not entirely trustworthy. I don't entirely trust appliances at the moment, but whatever. So I need to start looking at me again, because I think somewhere along the line, I've gotten lost again. I've lost that, that person. Um, and I need to find them. I need to, to be that person again, where I do all these things because I want to do these things, not because I'm afraid if I don't, 
they're not going to like me or they're going to be mad at me or whatever. And there are things that I do for my own mental sanity. There are things that I do for my own mental health. Um, that looks like I'm doing things because I feel like I have to. And in a sense, I do have to. If I want to prevent myself from getting to a spot where emotionally and mentally I am not good. And I don't want to go back to that spot. I've been there. I lived there for a very long time. I don't want to go back there. So by doing certain things and taking care of certain things, wherever I may be, that is good for my mental health. Whether it's at my sister's and I'm cleaning up after the kids and I'm helping her with the kids and I'm getting up in the morning with them and I'm cooking and I'm cleaning and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's not burning me out. It's not... Um, they're not taking advantage of me. And that's what some people don't understand is from the outside, it looks like I'm being taken advantage of. That all I'm there to do is to cook and to clean and look after the kids. But for my own sanity, I keep a very, very, very clean house. Yeah, there may be some dust. But dishes are done, clothes are picked up beds are made, floors are swept. Like, I keep a very, very, very clean house. My apartment is always company ready. I am never ashamed to open my front door. So wherever I, and I do that for a reason, because for 27 years, longer than that, longer than that, even when I was a single mom, I sucked at being a housekeeper. Sucked at it. Horrible. And then I started to get better. We moved into our house and my house was always neat and tidy. I was looking after baby. I ran a daycare in my house. So, you know, my house had to be neat and tidy. And I don't know at what point it changed. Um... I think somewhere when the kids were older, obviously when the kids were older, and it became taken for granted that I was going to pick up after them. They would kind of come in the door and everything would fall off them. It'd be their school bag and then their coat and then their boots and their hats and their mitts and their shoes and, you know, their sweaters. And I would have to go along behind them. And pick it all up and put it away. And then vacuum the carpet and sweep the floor. And my ex started the same thing. Wherever he was, he would just leave his crap. Be it dishes, be it um, cups, empty wrappers, whatever. Empty boxes. Didn't matter. His desk was completely covered in trash so I started shrinking not in size but in space to a point where I had my bedroom 
which was spotless. Everything was put away nice and neat. All of my stuff was on display nice and neat. Everything had a place. I made my bed every day. I vacuumed. I dusted. My room was amazing. It was my sanctuary. I could go in there. I could close the door. And the chaos and disaster of the rest of the house was left out there. And I could decompress and I could quiet the chaos, if that makes any sense. And then I started going away. And my daughter started moving into my room and using my room when I wasn't there. And things got moved, things got destroyed, things got broken, things got messy. Um, and I gave up. I just, I gave up. So my space, I shrunk even further in space to a spot on the couch in front of the TV. That spot was clean. The coffee table in front of me was clean. The stereo beside me was clean. And my spot was clean. And that was it. That was the only space I had that I had control over. So... Yes, going to somebody else's house and cleaning and tidying and putting things away and organizing is for my sanity, not for their benefit. Not for their benefit at all. It's for me and my sanity because I can't go back to that. I refuse to go back to that. So if I'm going to be in a space, that space is going to be organized. That space is going to be clean. And that space is going to be comfortable for me or I won't be in that space. So, no, I'm not being taken advantage of. I am doing the things that I need to do to preserve my sanity. And that is something that I am actually very disciplined on now. Um, when I come home from a long trip, it was one trip. No, I was moving into my apartment. And I had gone, everything was already organized, put away, and I had gone and picked up some more things. And as I brought them up, I was just put, placing them in the middle of the living room floor. And once I got everything up, I closed the door and I walked into the living room and the sheer messiness of it. And I even had placed the box and it's nice and neat. But the sheer chaos of this pile of stuff in the middle of my neat and tidy organized living room caused me to have a meltdown and I called Dave and I was just bawling because I couldn't move past it I was having a panic attack about this stuff in the middle of my living room now all that stuff has now since been put away and organized and found homes for um but even when I go grocery shopping, even when I come home, I've come home from a long trip and I've gotten in at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. When I drive back from British Columbia or from um, New Brunswick, it takes me 12 hours to drive back. And then I lug everything upstairs into my living room. And most people would just, you know what, I will deal with it tomorrow. I'm going to bed. Not me. I can't. I have to unpack my suitcases. I have to put everything away where it belongs. Put the dirty laundry in the hamper, put the suitcases away, and then I can go to bed. 
<laughs> and it is not unusual for me to go to bed at like five o'clock in the morning after a long trip because I've had to do all of these things before I can sleep, before I can go to bed. So that is something that I am very self-disciplined on is keeping my environment neat and clean and tidy. I had a meltdown yesterday. I sat down at my desk and I went to do some work. And everything on my desk had started falling down and had shifted and was unorganized and was messy. And I just, I couldn't work. I had to sit and organize everything and put it in a way that I understand it as neat and clean and organized and tidy before I could do anything. And then I just whew, whipped through my work. But I do not function in a chaotic environment at all. I do not, um, I am not well in a chaotic environment. I am not well in an environment that is in a disarray. Um, and I know that about myself. So that is something that I'm very self-disciplined about. And I need to take that self-discipline and start applying it to other things in my life. Because when I first started um, cleaning, and forcing myself to make my environment clean. Like when I first moved into my apartment, it was exceedingly overwhelming because I have one closet. I have a bunch of cabinets in the kitchen part, but I have one closet. So trying to figure out how to organize everything or even just how to organize when I've never really known how to do it um, was a struggle. So all of that was a learning experience for me. And once I got everything put away and everything organized and neat, I mean, there are still cupboards that I need to sort through and that I need to go through um, and and stuff that needs to be purged and, and dealt with, but it's put away. <laughs> it's nice and it's neat and it's put away. But... Teaching myself to, to clean and be organized and um, self-manage all of that. And when you cook, you do the dishes and you clean up after yourself and you put things away. That was all a learning experience. So I need to take the skills that I learned and I need to apply it in other aspects of my life. Because I had to force myself to do all of that on a regular basis. And then I noticed one day that there were a couple of dishes on the counter. I had made lunch and there were dishes on the counter and there was some dishes in the sink and it bothered me. I ignored them. I cooked dinner. And I thought, you know what? I'll do dishes tomorrow. I don't want to do the dishes tonight. I want to go lie on the couch and watch TV. And I'm lying on the couch and I'm watching TV and I can see the dishes out of the corner of my eye on the counter and it really bothered me I had to get up and do them it's like 12 o'clock at night and I'm in the kitchen doing dishes and that's when I realized that forcing myself to do it every day forcing myself to clean every day had now become a habit and it now become something that I had to do something that if I left it it bothered me so 
I think if I take the skills that I learned doing that and start applying them, and it's going to be hard at first, I'm going to have to force myself to do the things that I need to do until it becomes just part of who I am, until it becomes part of the routine. You know, I need to do this now, it's now, let's go, let's do it. I do also need to understand that I can't, I need to be flexible in things. Um, strange, weird sounds are happening. But, yeah, I need to apply that to other areas of my life and other things that I am doing so that I can be disciplined there as well. And if that means I need to sit down and write two pages a day every day or three pages a day every day until whatever I'm working on is done, then that's what I need to do. Whether I struggle with it or not, whether it takes me 20 minutes to write three pages or it takes me two hours to write three pages, I need to sit and do that. So I need to, and what I'm going to do is I'm a big list maker. I love lists. I'm going to go back to my planner like I used to do. I used to have my planner set out where I podcast, I do the advertising for this part of the company, I do the advertising for that part of the company, I have a shower, or I had it all planned out in my planner. I need to go back to that and look, okay, it's Thursday, this is what I need to do today, and tick them off as I do them. I love ticking things off on a list. So that I am disciplined and I get the things done that I need to do. So wish me luck, because we all know self-discipline is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Telling yourself no. (laughs) When there's nobody standing over you saying, that's right, I said no, is probably one of the hardest things to do. Because nobody's around watching you. You're a grown adult, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to. If you want to have chocolate and chips for dinner, you can have chocolate and chips for dinner. Yeah, well, you can go ahead and have the chocolate and chips for dinner, but it's not going to be very good for you. And you're going to pay for it later. So we kind of have to be our own parent, really. And um, if you are a... um, I don't want to say lackluster because that's not the word that I'm looking for. But if you are not a very strict parent to begin with, being a strict parent with yourself is going to be excruciatingly hard. So, yeah, I was a strict parent with my kids. I was a very strict parent. Um, I expected certain things. I demanded certain things. And if they did not follow the rules and regulations that I had set out, then they were disciplined. Groundings happened. Toys were taken away. TV time was limited um, because I expect certain things. I expect rooms to be cleaned. I expect meals to be eaten. I expect, you know, showers to be taken, laundry to be brought to where the laundry is done. Um, I expect homework to be done. I had expectations. So I had things that were 
required of my kids. I was a strict parent. If you didn't do these things, then you were grounded. You lost TV privileges. You lost phone privileges, whatever. We didn't have cell phones back then, so um, it was a little different. It was like game systems and stuff. But anyway, um, so I need to take that strict parent and apply it to myself now. <laughs> I want to be grounded to my room. Um, no, I don't, because I get bored very easily. I hate it when I'm sick and I have to be in bed because I get bored. It's like I can only watch so much TV and I'm bored. I don't want to be here. I'm bored. I'm lonely. I want to talk to somebody. Um, anyway, so we're going to see how this works. Um, I make no promises because promises generally are meant to be broken, like, uh, resolutions. So I will tell you that I will try my best to um, get on track and to podcast on a regular basis. Again, we are starting a new year. So hopefully this is the start of getting back on track. Um, we shall see. So until next time, uh, you know the drill. Be the kind friend and don't lick shit. Because, I don't know, I've had some weird comments about the licking shit. What do I like to lick shit? You really like to lick shit? Really? You want to lick shit? Well, you go right ahead and do that, but that is one quirk I didn't need to know about. I don't go around licking shit. I don't go around licking stuff. I may lick the odd person. Um... But, yeah, just be the kind friend and don't lick shit, okay? All right, everybody. Until next week, see ya.